Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Cooking is the New Healthy. This is a podcast about how we cook, how we eat, and how we show up in our real lives. If you don't know me, I'm a food stylist, photographer, health coach, and mama, and I'm also the founder of Cook and Chop Online Cooking School. You can find me at Chef Carla underscore C on Instagram and more information in today's show notes. Today's guest is Valerie Ula, and I met her through her work a long time ago. And what I mean by her work is I got sent a package from Curious Elixirs. It's a non-alcoholic drink. And in that package was this beautiful amethyst crystal and also spray called Elevate that had Palo Santo in it. And I literally wore this spray as perfume. That's how beautiful it smelled. And Valerie, I'm just going to, you do so many different things. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself and how you serve the world. And I am so grateful to have you here today. Carla, it's so nice to be with you. Um, I know, I, I feel like we have been connecting over like many different ways and lifetimes. And so it's so nice to actually like be with you and chat with you. Um, but first and foremost, I, um, I do energy work and I teach meditation. I also teach Reiki and I teach a lot of different um, energy healing modalities. And um, I already forgot what the other question is. How do I serve? Um, Primarily, I serve by really, you know, working through my own shit and going through my own stuff and clearing my own energy. And then, you know, with my own experience, I share that through class, through teachings, but also when I work with my clients one-on-one um, to to be able to see the patterns and the ways that we all get stuck, that we all get in our own way. So primarily I serve by working through my own stuff and clearing out my own stuff because we're all part of this collective energy, right? And so when we do our own individual work, we're doing it for the collective as well. That's incredible. And I think someone, I'm not sure if they said it on this podcast, or maybe I read it somewhere else, but they said that once we do our work, like our own healing work, we heal the world by focusing on what we need to heal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Oftentimes, you know, clients will come to me and will share with me about, you know, a problematic relationship, like, you know, someone like a family member who is never going to come to do any kind of energy work. And I'm like, and that's okay, right? It's okay for them to be where they're at. And the very fact that we come and show up and do our own work, know that that energy reverberates out and there's going to be a shift in that relational field. And they are actually going to reap the benefits of your work that you do for yourself. So I think first and foremost, it's really important to have a self-care practice to really take care of yourself. That's incredible. I love that so much. I'm going to ask you what your last meal was. I'm so curious. (laughs) My last meal was um, I had a shake this morning, um, a 
blend of, I don't know, I do, I can't think of what it is, but it's like a vegan chocolate, like protein powder. We add a little hemp protein with banana and oatmeal and almond milk and strawberries. And, um, and I make my own coconut yogurt. So I put that in there as well. And oh my God, making coconut yogurt is so easy. I will never, ever buy a plastic, you know, container again of coconut yogurt. I mean, except Coco June. Coco June's amazing. That's an amazing vegan coconut yogurt. So that I might splurge every now and then, but I love that making coconut yogurt is so easy. How do we do it? Can you tell us? Can I put a link in the show notes? Yeah, why don't we put a link? But it's super easy. You just get like, you know, a can of coconut milk and you shake it up and you dump some probiotics in it in like a sterilized uh, container and you set it in a warm place overnight, maybe 48 hours. I'm going to try this. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh my God, you're going to love it. My life has now changed. Exactly. <laughs> what does a typical day in food look like? Mind you, we're in a pandemic and you're in New York City. Yeah. So I'm really interested because I lived in New York for a long time and I feel like food in New York looks different than any other place. Well, you know, I have to say since, you know, the pandemic hit, we, we like recognize how often we had been eating out. Right. And like, suddenly we were cooking three meals a day and it was like, that's a lot. Um, so the fact that it's opened up a little bit, you know, it, it, it it's eased it a little bit, but you know, I mean, we usually, we, we try to eat home now that we've been eating home since the pandemic, you know, obviously it's healthier, but you know, my typical go-to is like, we'll make, you know, tempeh Rubens for lunch. Um, cause I'm vegan and, you know, dinner might be, you know, lentil soup or like chili or something like that. That's like easy go-to. I also love making dal. Dal's super simple. So we'll make some dal and then we'll have it as a Buddha bowl like throughout the week with like quinoa or maybe sweet potatoes, roasted cauliflowers. We roast a lot of vegetable because because I'm lazy like that. <laughs> like, oh, let's see. Maximum, um, maximum gain, minimum effort, right? And so I'm all about roasting. I am the same. I actually have a roasted veggie guide. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> because I I literally roast all the things. I feel like it's, for me, it's a lazy cooking method of literally, I can throw some whatever oil, yeah. salt and pepper, and guess what? It's delicious. It's and delicious. And, you know, and then, then you, you throw it into your salads when you need something like more raw and fresh. I mean, it's, it's all about ease. <laughs> it is about ease and yeah. it's about flavor because yeah. when you roast things, you concentrate the flavor. Yeah. So yeah, it does serve that purpose. Yeah. I also, we, we make a lot of like, you know, so soups and chilies, but like a lot of one pot meals cause that's also ease. So like dumping it all into a pot and cooking things up. <laughs> I love it, Valerie. I'm going to ask you three ways. Yeah. Either you show up or you ask your clients to show up. 
Um, three ways. So first way I, you know, it's, it's constant work in progress, but it's also what I share with my clients and students is trust the universe. Trust that everything that is happening is happening for us, right? I know that's hard in the midst of a pandemic, and I know it's hard in the midst of, you know, people getting sick and people worried about so many things. Um, but, you know, ultimately, it, it's it's here for us to, to, to do things differently, to, to reevaluate. And even like, you know, as a collective, as a society to see like what needs to actually break down in order to, you know, create something new and, you know, my, um, my gut, he's a photographer. So everything, you know, work is like not happening these days, you know, and, and that's really a place where you can get into a lot of fear, of course, but ultimately fear doesn't serve you. It it doesn't, it, it creates more anxiety. It creates more stress in your system. So then your body gets more stressed and, you know, it's really a time to dig deep and to learn to ground our energy. And I keep saying, you know, what I really want to say sometimes is like, this is so crazy. This is so messed up, blah, blah, blah. But then I remind myself, I'm like, okay, it's interesting, right? It, it feels crazy because everything feels accelerated, but I, I trust that we are all collectively going through this in this time because we're all meant to be here. We're all meant to show up for this and get through and work through whatever it is, whatever fear is coming up for us. I just recently came back from Oregon. I flew out for a training and literally the day we were supposed to, no, the the night before we were supposed to get on the plane, we found out like there's like wildfires going on right in the area where we were flying into. And I said to my friend, that seems crazy that we're going to leave New York to fly literally into the fire. And he said to me, he was, well, you know what? If the planes are going, it's a sign. And I was like, all right, (laughs) okay. And we did it and we flew in and each leg of the trip, we were like, all right, if, if the plane doesn't go, then we're not going, then we'll just, you know, maybe we're hanging out in Salt Lake City before we get to Oregon. But eventually we, we got to Oregon and um, it was very interesting because there were wildfire alerts. They had evacuated the town we were supposed to fly into. It was nuts. Um, but I also know that when we sign up for a training, it's not... You know, that energy starts when you pay for the course. It doesn't start when you get to the thing. That energy is already containing all the things that you will need to experience so that you can learn and grow, hopefully, right? So, okay, so that was one thing. Trust the universe. <laughs> um Second thing I think is really along the same lines is 
an attitude of allowing, right? So I'm not saying like, don't do things and don't set intention. But I feel like if you are hustling and trying way too hard and things aren't coming together, it's not coming together for a reason, right? Which always says to me or, you know, I share with my client that there's something not in alignment within, right? So when we can work through whatever it is that we need to work through within ourselves, then the thing flows more easily, right? You know when you're in the flow. And when you're in the flow, things just kind of line up, right? And and opportunities show up and and things of that nature. But if you are trying to like push through this thing and it's not going anywhere, you gotta you gotta step back and say, okay, where am I not in alignment? Um, and where can I just set the intention? And I'm not saying not do the work, do the work, but allow a lot of it to open up versus pushing and doing, which is what, you know, we've learned to do as a society. Um, And then thirdly, I would say pay attention, right? Um, I pay attention to the most random things. Like I will, you know, actually, and this is something that maybe, you know, your listeners might want to do. I I share with my meditation classes, like, I'm like, you know what? Meditation doesn't have to look like sitting cross-legged and like, you know, tuning in and, you know, looking perfect and like, you know, focusing on breathing. Meditation for me oftentimes is, you know, if I'm taking a walk, I'm paying attention to like the trees, the way the leaves are like gently moving. I watch the birds. I listen to like bird calls. The other day I discovered like a bird that I'd never seen before because it had the most unusual call. Like in New York City, you're like, what what, what birds besides sparrows and pigeons? No, I came across a cat bird, which was super unusual, right? And I tune into flowers and I notice the flowers and I'm really vibing, you know, flowers bring so much into our lives, just that like beauty and just that grace. So even when I see like tiny little wildflowers, you know, I take pictures of them. I know people are like, that's just a weed. (laughs) And I'm like, right, but it's still beautiful, right? There's still like beauty in it. And there's still grace in it. And it is growing in the midst of this urban like city. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. I (laughs) I love all of it. And I feel like I have a connection to all of it. Mm. Connection to trust. Connection to forcing. Because I've definitely done that in my business. Yeah. also connection to meditation that it can be literally any part of your day. Yeah. It it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I have been doing meditation for 23 years. It's I love been that. a thank you. It's been a long practice. So I think that even seeing 
in nature, what we can notice, what we can observe. Yeah. That's meditation right there. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much that we can actually take cues from to listen, right? We we really have a problem like, you know, where we're not listening. We're not tuning in. I mean, yeah, we're glued to our like phones and we're glued to our apps. And I know, you know, I'm glued to Instagram for sure. But then it's also important to, you know, intentionally go, okay, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm just going to notice what I'm going to notice and just get curious about those things. And I used to teach um, back in the day when we were running around, you know, pre-COVID, I I taught a lot of corporate meditation. I still teach corporate meditation, but online. Um, You know, I used to teach at a company that was in the midst of Times Square. And I was like, you know what? When you leave your office today, when you step out onto Times Square, I'm going to invite you to find something beautiful in Times Square. And people are looking at me like, what? There ain't nothing beautiful in Times Square. But when you start to look, right? And so, of course, as soon as I stepped out, like the way the sun was hitting this angle down the street, this light was just so beautiful. And I was like, of course, there's beauty everywhere if if we allow ourselves to open to see it. So... That's so important. I think you should repeat that. <laughs> there's there's beauty everywhere we look if we allow ourselves to open to see it. You know, even in the most abysmal places and conditions, right? I mean, I think that's actually, that could be an interesting meditation to find something beautiful in in the midst of, you know, all these challenges that so many of us are going through. Yeah. I think that also, and I, I'm studying a course in miracles Mm. and um, there is a part of the course that miracles are natural and miracles are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about this and I've actually been writing a lot about this in my journal. It's like how, how I can find miracles every single day, even during all of the things that are going on. Yeah. What part of my day is beautiful. Yeah. Like yesterday I was outside and this is a perfect example of what you're saying. I was outside and someone on Instagram had actually challenged me to look 20 feet Mm. out into the horizon. And she said, look at a tree, look at whatever. And I did it. It was at literally golden hour with my kids running around. (laughs) And I just, I just looked at grass Mm. and it was one of the most magical experiences I've had in a while. Mm. And that is free and available to us all the time at any time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's where the magic lies in the simplicity of things. You know, we think that things need to be so like complex and like, you know, complicated to actually like be something. I don't know where that came from, but you know, I feel like there's this need for us to return. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I 
totally got on the bread bandwagon. I make bread now. I make, I make bread. sourdough bread and I'm I obsessed. It. I you love know? it. And I'm like, what? Flour and water and salt makes this thing? Yeah. How have I been buying bread all these years? That's crazy. I love it. I love it so much. I want to chat with you about your floral tapping. Yes. Because I feel like it's so interesting. And I did, Valerie does, if you're not following her on Instagram, you have to. I will put her handle in the show notes. She does meditations live. And I did one on goldenrod. I think it was last week and it was so fascinating. So I would love to know a little bit more about this and how you developed this process and, and what it means to you. Yeah. Um, floral tapping is a modality that the universe shared with me many, many years ago. Um, you know, literally after a long, long early morning meditation, you know, where like, this was back in the day and I don't meditate like this anymore. But back in the day, I used to get up before the sun came up to meditate for like two hours, blah, blah, blah. You know, not my life anymore, but that's okay. Things shift and I'm okay with that. But during one of these meditations, I had fallen asleep, you know, after because you have to take a nap in order to function when you're up at like 4 a.m. So when I woke up from this nap, I had this, literally, it was like, oh, you need to work with flower essences on the body. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. And so I started looking into it. And um, I found someone who did something called floral acupuncture. And I thought that was really interesting And, you know, I did it for a bit, but it didn't like, it gave me a way in, but it didn't feel like the thing that the universe was really trying to share with me. And then I realized what it was, was to utilize the flower essences in a more active way. So, you know, I feel like floral tapping kind of brings together this, you know, active doing, right? by working on the body, um, but then also allowing this like receptivity, this energy of blooming in its own time, right? So what we do is we apply flower essences to different parts of the body, but also I share different ways of working with the flower essences to really shift your energy. Um, So floral tapping meditations came about because I was like, okay, well, in my program that I have upcoming, I'm sending out these custom um, flower essence blends of the different flowers that we'll be working with over the course of five weeks. But what about the people who I'm not sending out bottles of essences to? How are they going to access this? And then I was thinking, oh, well, let's see. Thoughts are energy. Everything is energy. We're going to tap into these flowers by simply thinking about these flowers, right? And so that's when these floral tapping meditations kind of came around. Um, And so with goldenrod or whatever flower we're working with or whatever plant, you know, I might share a picture so that you can have a better idea of it. 
you visualize it. And I also say, if visualization is not your thing, you can just repeat the name of the thing. That still has energy. And so we'll work with that flower on different different acupressure points. And, um, you know, that day I shared goldenrod, that week I shared goldenrod, everybody was sending me pictures. They were like, look, I found goldenrod. Oh, I found goldenrod. And I'm like, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's floral tapping. And um, my foundation program is starting next. Uh, it's starting Tuesday, uh, October 13th. So going to be exciting we'll have to put i'll put a link to that that would be great and thank you time to ask you how can we work with you how can we support you um and anything else you'd like to add okay um well i would you know love to see you guys on ig live tuesdays and thursday mornings um, I do floral tapping meditations from 10 to 10.20, so it's super fast um, just to pop in for a little reset and also to get a taste of what floral tapping is about. And, um, of course, I would love for, you know, whoever it resonates for to join my floral tapping foundation program. It's five weeks um, where I really share how you can resource yourself by tuning in to the flower energy within ourselves. Um, I also have a book, um, a little bit of Reiki, which is available everywhere, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Um, it's a book about energy medicine. And um, yeah, uh, also, you know, I do one-on-one sessions. I do one-on-one sessions in person in New York City, as well as distance sessions on Zoom. And that's bookable through my website. So I'm just, thank you so much for having me on here. And it's so nice to chat with you. Like, I mean, it's Zoom, but it feels like real life now. So (laughs) it's all energy, right? Yeah, it is. It's all energy. It's literally where we both have a cup of tea. It's like we're sharing a cup of tea. <laughs> we're old friends. I love it. Having a chat. Like, I think that that's the point of this too. And I think that this is why I love doing the podcast. Mm. It's, a, it's a connection. And it's a connection beyond what we could have had on Instagram or mm. anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so interesting when we also when we think about Instagram and social media, because that is, that's where you feel the energy as well. You know, like you're attracted to certain people's sites, you know, aesthetically, but that's also energy and you feel the energy. I mean, I've had people sign up, you know, for my program who've never taken a class with me, who don't know that much about me. And I'm like, oh, wow. And you're investing, you know, that energy by joining my program, it's amazing. And I think, I feel like, you know, when we connected on Instagram, I was like, yeah, I feel you. Because <laughs> you you know when you vibe with someone. You, you know when you resonate. When, when, because there's so many, you know, teachers and coaches and, and in the end, it's like not everyone is for everyone and that's okay. You vibe and resonate with whom you're meant to vibe and resonate with. So, thank you for letting me vibe with you. 
I am so grateful for you. And thank you. If anybody wants to sign up for Valerie's program, I'm going to have it in the show notes, her book, how to work with her, her IG, of course, because you definitely want to tune in. And if you can't join live, you can always watch it in her feed. She has the IGTV. If you want to please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, it really helps spread this message. And I think that this message, especially today of trust and of of just realizing that we are all connected, mm. such an important information to share with your friends, with your family, with people that you love. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen and I'm sending you and yours love. Thank you again, Valerie. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Bye.